Oh shit, I forgot to have my, I didn't have my beer ready. Oh no. This is we're not restarting. We're rolling. This is it. Hold on. There it is. If anybody was waiting on it, Damn. it's right there. Uh contemplated putting some olives in this beer. I know we talked about the olives and beer thing a while ago, so I won't I won't do that again, but people should give it a try. We're back with another episode of the Below the surface edition of the Bonfire Briefing Podcast and the Denver Nuggets of the 2023 NBA champions. First time in league history they've got them one. Jokic is the finals MVP. And as we were talking before we got rolling, I watched maybe a minute from this game earlier today. I, I tuned in uh, in like the, I don't know, it was like the the latter half of the first quarter. And I think the I think the Heat were up by ten. I was like, oh okay, that's pretty cool. I'm gonna go do some other stuff and wait until like second half of the fourth quarter. I was out running around doing some stuff and next thing I know I get that notification on my phone that the Nuggets beat the Heat. So uh yeah, I don't know. I thought it'd be cool to talk about on this podcast, but uh I didn't I didn't watch the game, so I don't know. You watched more of the game than I did. I my fucking two cents on it is I uh, fell asleep about a minute into the third when they tied at sixty sixty, passed out, wasn't didn't didn't wake up till about eighteen seconds left, and I was like, shit, we got to record a podcast. And uh, yeah, yeah, Denver won. You know, good for them. <laughs> fucking congratulations, Nuggets. Jokic, you uh, got him one. Uh, yeah, no, if you were, if you were expecting some, you know, real hard hitting, heavy detailed NBA finals analysis, you're in the wrong place. You're just not going to get it here. There's always next year though. You know, There's always next year. Yeah. <laughs> There's always next year. And then we'll do, we'll do the same thing and, um, not watch it then either. I, well, we, we were talking about this the other day, but there, there were plenty of people before the series even started that, you know, they were complaining. They were like, ah, oh, this finals is going to be boring. And then, you know, it seems like there were an equal amount of people. I don't know if, I don't know if it was equal, but there were other people that were like, oh, you don't know that you haven't seen it yet. Um, it wasn't super entertaining. I will say, uh, I know I missed this game, but I did watch a decent amount of all the other games and it just wasn't a super exciting series. I mean, it ended in five games. You know, that's not that's not usually indicative of a really exciting competitive finals. Uh, no. I mean, the Heat, the Heat got them one, but that's it, you know. And, you know, I, I think that game was fairly close, if I remember correctly, but most of the other games were not that close at all. Nuggets just kind of ran away with it. So, uh, you know, the people who thought, it wasn't going to be super exciting. Uh, they were right. They were. They didn't know it before the series started. I, I feel like. I feel like the series could have been more fun. It just wasn't. Um, and what can you do? 
You know, not every not every final series is going to knock it out of the park. You know, not every not every final series is, you know, LeBron coming back down three one against the Warriors. You know, they can't all be that. Shit, that was that. I did watch that one. That was I I miss. I I sadly miss a lot of the finals, but I didn't miss that one. Shit. Uh, That's actually a transition. I'm sure we don't want to hit on uh, the finals too much since neither of us really watched it. But what was exciting that a bunch of people did say was going to be not exciting was this UFC card this past weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, hold on. Before before we do the card, I have have one other thing I saw earlier. Is basketball related. Maybe we could get to. We, We were talking a little bit about it before the show started. Jokic. Two regular season MVPs, a ring, finals MVP. I saw somebody earlier today, before the game was even played, say that if Jokic wins this ring and he wins the the finals MVP, that he's a top five center of all time. I think we got to slow down a little bit. (laughs) I think that's a little bit. I'd have to to do some research, but I feel like that's not accurate. I think we got to pump the brakes just for a second. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe like number five, I guess. I fuck it. I don't know. I can't think of the best centers. Who are the best centers? Kareem. Not in any particular order, so don't you know? Don't come at me. But Kareem, Wilt, Shaq, Russell, Hakeem. I feel like Moses Malone is up there. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Is there a big center I missed? No. Uh, Yao Ming. Yeah, I mean, not a dope. goat though. He's not a no. goat though. No, he's definitely not. Yeah, I mean, I feel like those are kind of those are some of the big ones, and I don't know. It's hard. I'll say this: it's hard to judge a player while they're still playing. You don't know how their career is going to end up. But I will say, if Jokic is if he retired tonight, he he would have a solid case for. I mean, I mean, definitely top ten. I feel like. I think so. Top ten for sure. He top five. I, I mean, ah, the, his dominance is not like dominant like other centers have been in the past. If you said if, if he played power forward, and they just had another taller guy that played center, I'd be like, yeah, he's for sure a top five power forward of all time. But he doesn't play power forward, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, no, I think that's fair. I'm, the power forward is definitely the it's the like weakest. the weakest of the five, and center's pretty strong because there have been like there have been all time there have been like multiple all time great centers, you know. But power forward's a little thin. I mean, you got like you got Duncan and Dirk and KG, and it kind of kind of starts to it's it, it thins out after that five pretty quick. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, he, I mean, he's very good. He is very impressive. Um, but like you said, he hasn't really dominated during his time in the league. He's got the two MVPs, but uh, you know, like Joel won this year's MVP. I think a lot of people would argue that maybe at least one of Jokic's MVPs probably should have went to Giannis. Um, you know, and I mean, Giannis is. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm influenced by the way that he plays, but like, he's a, he's pretty dominant, you know. I mean, yeah. I think if you're picking, 
you know, if you're, if you're picking a, a young guy to kind of focus on right now and really center your team around and kind of bet your money on him, I feel like Giannis is that guy. Jokic is up there for sure. I mean, not to take anything away from him. He might uh, be number two. He could be number two. I think he probably is. I think he probably is. Um, but I don't know. I think top five is a little too much. Now, I mean, if he if he wins himself like another MVP or another ring, I don't know. Might have to start talking about him a little differently. But as of right now, I think top five is a little bit of a stretch. I also do think he could definitely he could definitely win another MVP and he could definitely win another ring. We were just talking about it, but he's 28. This is his first ring. He can definitely win one or more more rings. That's not out of the question at all. A center is not a position that you get like that really gets as bad with age. No. Also, the way he plays is it's not like he plays fast and real athletic. No. <laughs> no. But he can do everything you need him to do. Like he can shoot, he can pass. Make plays, get boards. I mean, he does everything you want him to do. He is just kind of, you know, I, I don't. I don't even really know how you would describe his his style of play. Like one of the most boring Finals MVPs that's ever played. It hasn't been the most exciting one, that's for sure. Um, but I mean, you know, he got him one. Also, two other people that got rings tonight: KCP. I don't know that a whole lot of people would have guessed that he'd, you know, he'd get him one. Wait, did he get one with the Lakers the first time? I feel like we went over 2020, this. 2020, I think so, yeah. I think he did, yeah. I don't know that anyone would have thought he would have got another, though. He got a lot of shit on that Lakers team. A lot. Like a whole lot. Uh, but he got him another one. Two-time champion, KCP. And uh, DeAndre Jordan. I don't think he played... At all. No, he got a couple minutes in tonight. He got three minutes in tonight. That's good. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, finally an NBA champion. That's awesome. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. I I would have thought that it would have been with that great-ass uh, Clippers team they had back in the day. A but, legendary uh, team back in the day. Like if one team, of the fucking all-time great teams. Dude, that team was crazy. It was insane. Prime Blake Griffin. Chris Paul just dishing that thing out. It was a – they had a bunch of great role players too, like J.J. Redick and um, – oh, I'm blanking on his name. But I played with him in 2K all the time. All the time. I know who you're thinking about. Uh, shoot. Barnes? Yeah. Yeah, Matt Barnes was on there. Matt. I mean, Wait, was Matt, between was him Matt and Barnes Redick. Or was it the other yeah, Barnes? It was, no, it was Matt. Yeah. Okay. Between those two, you could, you could tear somebody up on 2K just draining threes. Draining them, you know. Was Nick Collinson on that team too? He was, yeah, yeah. Collinson, another guy that you know, awesome to play with on two K. Great player too. I I always really liked him. I really liked that Clippers team. I I could have swore they were going somewhere, but um, you know, as we all know, Doc Rivers is incapable of you know leading a team to a successful playoff run. Just he not his is thing. capable of uh, watching some funny shit on Twitter and liking it. <laughs> yeah, 
let's call, let's call <laughs> it funny. Let's just call it funny and stuff there, you know? Oh, yeah. Disgusting, maybe. But... <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was him that did that or a staffer or who runs his Twitter, but boy, it was something. It, I don't know. It was something. Shit. I've seen people talking about how funny this NBA season has been. The NBA season is is like it's a long one and it's a fucking it's full of a lot of characters that do a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Ja Morant, who we've talked ja about Morant. a fair amount on, on the Clattery. podcast. Yeah. Love him. Great player. Um you know, but uh does a lot of stupid shit. Stop waving a gun around, dude. Just fucking stop. Like, just don't wave a gun around on videos. Just fucking on Instagram Live. Like, just don't do that. Yeah. You you figure it wouldn't be that hard. But it must be. It must be tough to not do that. I say I like he, guns. You know. I don't, I guess maybe it's, I guess I don't use Instagram. I guess that's the fucking deal breaker right there. You know? Fucking, I like waving guns around. It's a lot of fun. Fire, ah, you should you should be safe with firearms. You know, <laughs> yeah. Fucking, you should have a good time. <laughs> rule number one: have a good time. Yeah. Rule number, rule one, number also, two: be safe. Rule number two: keep your finger on the trigger. <laughs> rule number three: pull up Instagram Live. <laughs> Instagram Live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. You're gonna be gonna be waving guns around and shooting them and not have it on Instagram Live. That's crazy. See, this is a libertarian podcast, so you're allowed to love guns. But, like, it's... it's there's oh, I, also... I, <laughs> I wouldn't even say it's a libertarian podcast, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Fuck, it yeah. kind of is. Uh, um, fucking, yeah. yeah. I'm sure a lot of my former guests don't see any problem with what he did. Like, what, what is he getting I mean, for? I I don't either. I just don't think you should do it as a fucking professional athlete. Yeah. No, I mean, you definitely shouldn't. And, I mean... I feel like, you know, with the first incident, Colorado, the strip club with the gun, that's no good. You shouldn't be doing all that. Uh, the second incident on Instagram live in the car with your homies. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's not illegal. But after the first incident, I don't know that you do something like that anyway. You know, yeah, I mean, you talk with that. You talk with the commissioner, you work it out. You sit out a couple games. You, say you, you use your again. fucking chat GPT apology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The chat, chat GPT is good for so many things, man. So many things. I, I didn't know that uh, apologies like that would be would be a part of it. But, but yeah, no. Damn. You know, if you need to, if you need to, you know, pump out an apology letter. You'd have some GPT. relationships that still existed if you fucking had known about that shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh yeah, I have shit. I would I would have done better in college if I had Chat GPT. Shit. Oh, I would have done great. <laughs> this just gives Four, you so much of a base. Four GPA, graduating with honors. You know, I'd be killing it. Yeah, man, you wouldn't be able to stop me. I'd be I'd be I'd be writing papers that I didn't even need to write. You know. I'd, be, I'd have long-winded answers to these simple questions. I'd, I'd be killing it. 
and be like, damn. It's gotten turned in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was something I struggled with pretty good. Uh, and, you know, if either of us ever needs to make a, a big apology for something we've said in the past, we know exactly where to go. John Morant, thank you for the recommendation. Good source of inspiration, John Morant. I'd like to avoid having to make any public apologies. Yeah, no, I would too. I think. I actually, you know I, what? I'm fucking. I, I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> <laughs> I would apologize for shit. Yeah. yeah you should I'm apologize for that pun. Yeah, that, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> that's the only thing you should apologize for <laughs> is that pun. God um, damn. <laughs> no. I, uh, well, like you said, it's a libertarian podcast. I don't think. I don't think libertarians are going to come knocking down our door asking for an apology about shit. Most of them have, you know, really on a lot of my episodes, the, the, the most questionable stuff has been said about my guest. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. You've had guests that for sure have fucking probably made some public apologies before. <laughs> or at least should have, you know. I don't know. What can, what, but, you, know, you know, what can I say? I like to talk to interesting people. And uh, boy, do I. Um, speaking of, uh, we've not talked about this at all, but I got a DM from uh, my boy, Tommy Brown III, running for mayor up in Salem, Indiana. Um, I'm going to get him back on the show at some point. I don't know exactly when. We haven't worked out a time yet, but I do actually have a, a guest, you know, that will be coming on within the next few weeks. Um, he's a... Um, yeah, running for mayor. He was running for county commissioner last election cycle. Um, and their their election is in November. You know, with local elections, it can get all fucking weird with the election dates and things like that. But, yeah, he's in the general election in November. So I'm going to have so him he, on again. Did he reach out to you or you reach out to him? No, he reached out to me. That's um, awesome. Fuck yeah, yeah, great guy. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've... I've I've talked with him twice before. I'm going to talk to him a third time. Hell, the election ain't till November. I might talk with him a fourth time. You know, great dude. Real knowledgeable about fiscal issues and um, cybersecurity, which actually I meant to It's funny he reached out to me today because I almost reached out to him because I saw a tweet talking about um, how, how China, you know, there are these hackers in China that are like dead set on you know, interfering with like our infrastructure and, you know, plotting out these different attacks on us. And a lot of people think it's, you know, it's either going to happen like right before or during um, an, an invasion of Taiwan, which does seem to be imminent, you know? So you sent me something. Did you, uh, this is throw a couple of things out there to discuss in the next few minutes. Uh, Fucking, did we evacuate our citizens out of Taiwan? And also, uh, China has bases in Cuba that they used to spy all over the southern United States. Yeah, I... But continue, um, yeah. No, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, it does all tie in. I, I listened to a podcast today while I was out um, about the the base in Taiwan, and I think... I, I think China's saying it's it's not a thing, but I think the Biden administration is also saying that there's no truth 
to there being a spy base in Cuba. And I don't know if any of the listeners are aware of the relationship between Cuba and big communist regimes, but it ain't good. And they tend to do their bidding, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> they're famous for it, actually. Um, so, Shit. I mean, I don't know. Why would you I mean, not have it? Why would you not have a base in Cuba? Yeah, I mean they, they you know, the the Soviets they they put they put uh, <laughs> they put more than a base in Cuba, you know, the height of the Cold War. And I've heard, well, I heard during that podcast. And I mean, you, I mean, you've heard this past couple of years. I've heard it a number of times. We're in the second Cold War, you know, and I mean the enemies are kind of the same: Russia, China. Shit, you know, we never first one never ended. I mean it. Maybe it did, but it also. I, I it feel briefed, like even if it, it didn't end, it kind of changed. It changed. It shifted to like a. Well, I guess there there was some years there. See, we went from Cold War to fucking Desert Storm, right? Or was that a little bit after? Or about the same time? It was a little bit after. But not very much after. No, a couple years. Then we went. What did we do after that? We had some years there. 9-11. And what were we involved in in the fucking late 90s? Surely we were fucking somebody up. Uh, yeah, Clinton had some some foreign oh, policy blunders. This, this, um, was it the, is that when we bombed the shit out of fucking... Was it, was it Yugoslavia or whatever the fuck that existed at the time? Uh, I can't remember. Our, our fucking political science professors would be disappointed. But, you know, <laughs> it kind of is what it is. Yeah, no, there was definitely some of that. Well, like the, well, you know, like immediately after, I mean, the Soviet Union dissolving was, I guess, what, you know, what most people consider the the end of the Cold War. I guess what everybody considers the end of the Cold War. And then Russia wasn't really a factor there for a while. All the territories split up and they're just, they just weren't, they Russia and the territories that split off just weren't super significant in the foreign policy scene, at least as far as like the United States was concerned. But then Vladimir Putin came into power and he changed the game. He brought Russia back into the spotlight, you know, got a seat at the table. And now it does kind of feel like we're back, back in that kind of situation where we're, I mean, we are, factually fighting a proxy war in Ukraine against Russia right now. That's a fact. I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, we've talked about the Ukraine war here and there on the podcast, everything like that. But like, I mean, regardless of how you feel about, you know, uh, supporting Ukraine or, or, or what have you, I, this is a proxy war. It is the West versus Russia. That That is what this is. Mostly the United States, which is, yeah, we've discussed. That's kind of my beef with the whole thing is fucking get involved, European countries. You know, like do your fucking carry your weight. Trump was right. Y'all ain't doing shit. Yeah, I mean that would be that. I mean that would be my biggest critic criticism. It's like I I think I favor. I I know I do because I've talked to a lot of them. It's like I, I definitely favor supporting Ukraine more than. A lot of people, particularly in the libertarian sphere of things, um, but 
I, I, I do think European countries should pull their weight more. I mean, it does seem like we're footing the bill for a lot of it, like most of it. And I mean, it, it, like, you know, me personally, I think it's fine to support them and help them out, everything like that. But uh, if this was occurring in, in our backyard, you know, you would expect us to be heavily involved. Uh, but it's happening in Europe's backyard and we're still doing all of the heavy lifting. Seems odd. I mean, they 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 have a, a massive interest in preventing Russia from expanding their borders. You know, not that we don't, but like it's it's their continent. You figure they would be more actively involved than they are. But I guess I you know I guess I guess some people would say that uh, maybe other countries don't have as many resources to give. You know, I mean we we have the big military and. We got all. We got a lot of money, um, but still, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just I feel like you would expect European leaders in European countries to kind of be taking the forefront on this instead of kind I of mean, just. I mean, you would think so because like it does directly affect them, you know, like fucking oil prices and shit like that. They're already all fucked up with everything else, though. You know, fuck. Yeah. I'm not a, not a big fan. <clears throat> I mean, I guess there are allies, but you know. Fucking, I think they got a lot of issues. They got some issues, and they also they also talk a lot of shit about us. You know, yeah. just the the general populace. They just like really like everybody. Really likes to say fuck America. You know, but yeah, we we've definitely talked about that recently. Just people going online and just shitting all over the United States. And it's like <laughs> I think I said it the other day. It's like we're like we're the main character. You know, like you guys yeah. are. Fucking side characters. Get out of here. With, without <laughs> us, you are fucking. You are just part of Germany. Yeah, it's like stop hating us, man. Fuck off. Like, we're Harry Potter. The rest of you guys are the fucking side characters. It's like yeah, y'all y'all are in the books, in the movies, but you're not on the title. You know, it's the Harry Potter series. Yeah, yeah. That's what we are. I mean, that's you know, that's what this is. Let's let's be real. Our fucking. You know, our economy is worth fucking all of Europe's, like all of it. You know, the hell, the UK, they shit, they get a new prime minister every few months. Macron, he deals with riots daily, it seems. He can't, he, he doesn't have a foothold on anything. He's like uh, the fucking, he's one of my least favorite world leaders. He's well, a, you remember how excited people were like when he came into office because he was kind of seen as like this moderate outsider or whatever. And a lot of people were like really hyping him up to, to be something. You that know? lasted every bit of like a fucking few months. And then he started having those protests. People just – he did something. Well, then he just – then he did the pension thing recently and every yeah. other fucking thing. Yeah. Well, didn't he, didn't he want to – yeah, he did the pension thing. And I think he wanted to raise – the retirement right yeah yeah raise the age and the french people were like absolutely not you've lost your mind we're gonna burn shit down (laughs) you know they've been doing a lot of that recently you know um which you know i mean i don't know i wouldn't want to be macron but boy he's not doing a great job Scholz in germany i'll throw him under the bus too i don't like his ass either I fucking I don't know what he's done other than be a, just a beta fuck, you know. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I think he's. I think he's continuing with like shutting down all their nuclear plants, and I think. Well, and to I mean, to be fair, I think Merkel kind of started that, but you know, he's doing it, and then he's trying to play. He's trying to play like hardball with Russia, but he also needs their gas, so he can't like. You know, he really struggled to take hard stances there in the beginning of the war, and then he got bullied into it. You know, and it's like, it's like, come on, guy, what are you doing? You know, it's like, we, I need you to step up, man. It's like, you're the leader of Germany, you know, like you need to, well, I mean, <laughs> make good decisions would be a, a, a good start. You know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not real impressed with a lot of European leadership at the moment. Uh, I'm not really impressed with our leadership either. Either is there any country that's really just killing it? Turkey. Anybody got like a great leader? I don't. Well, I mean Erdogan's. I mean he's something. Uh, he's good. He's he's good. People don't like him, but he fucking and I don't like everything he does either. But boy, he sure does play the fucking. He plays the game right. You know, he plays both sides. He fucking gets what he wants. I mean. He does play an interesting role in world affairs. Yeah. He, he plays he, like a, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to play chess, so I can't make like a real good comparison, but he is an important piece. He like, uh, he forces, I'm sure there's people in fucking Congress. He's kind of like a fucking, is, is it a fucking, kind of what Joe Manchin does forces himself in to play both sides where everybody needs him. Yeah. Just like realizes yeah. that he's like this one piece that fucking makes or breaks something. A very important part in the world, you know. Fucking, I don't know, I don't have a map in front of me, but, you know, location's pretty important. Yeah. He is like, he's like right there in the middle of everything, you know. Um, and he does, he plays a big role in World Affairs. He's a very powerful player. Um, I forget the margin he won by, but he, he also just won re-election by. I I think it went to a runoff, but like he he won the runoff by a big margin. So, I mean, for any political leader that wins an election by a big margin, I mean that's obviously a, a very big political victory for them. Um, and he did. You know, people in people in Turkey obviously like what he's doing, like what he's got going on. Yeah, he's got to play two very different sides of a coin, too, for what it's worth. Like he has to balance like the Western world side of things, and he has to you know balance being right there with Russia. You know, it's just crazy motherfuckers just in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right Turkey's there. right above Syria and Iraq, borders Iran, like, or Iran, you know? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever the said, fuck, you know. Said it, said it like Bush there. Iran. Um, you know, yeah, no. He, he, he plays a big role in that part of the world. Massive player in, in foreign affairs. Um. I forgot. I forgot how we got started on this tangent. China is where we started originally. China. Then we, we moved towards more towards the center of the world map. <laughs> we started with China, and now we've now we've migrated over some. Uh, what was the other thing about China? There was the spy base and uh, something else, right? 
uh, Taiwan or fucking evacuating Taiwan. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I also saw that. Yeah, um, not a good sign. You know, you're Taiwanese, and we we've told all the Americans to leave. Um, probably doesn't inspire a whole lot of confidence. But uh, if I was American and I was in Taiwan, I would have left a long time ago. Yeah, long fuck, time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be. I would. I would. I would have been back in the states for a long time now. Um, yeah, it would not be over there right now. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, spy base is no good. Definitely no good. Definitely a real thing too. Despite what China, and the Biden administration says. I mean, I don't see any reason not to believe it. It, it makes too much sense for there not to be some, some truth to it. You know. We're right back in the Cold War, you know. Some people say history repeats itself, and then there are other people that you know that'll say history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. And this definitely rhymes a lot. It's very close, very similar. I mean, shit. This is this is not really related to any of that. Kind of, it is. It actually is, but you pull up a fucking on google earth and you type in the volcano chains around the world it's fucking boy it runs right along taiwan japan you can see it without even pulling that part up just how there's just this fucking what do they call it that fucking like that red circle or where the fucking ring of fire or whatever the fuck yeah yeah the ring of fire see and fucking that oh, yeah. is some fucking shit that makes you feel real small. Hold up, I got it here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely seen this before. I don't know what janky website I'm on, but they do have a map, which is good. Oh, there's like... Hold on. This map lists like 12 different kinds of volcanoes. I didn't... I wasn't aware there were so many varieties of volcanoes. It's like potato chip flavors. A lot of them. Uh, yeah, no. Well, I'm glad I don't live in any of those areas. Although I guess if the volcano is big enough, it doesn't really matter. You know, like if a, like a, like a super volcano goes off, I don't know that it really matters. You know, like if you're, I don't know where the super volcanoes are on this map. I don't know what all these different kinds are. It's crazy. Shield volcano, strato volcano, caldera. What is a caldera? Ah, it's, it's like a volcano that's blown its fucking whole top. Shit, I remember that from like a very fucking very young age. I think it's like already ah. blown out all of it. Is that right or no? I don't know. I have no idea. Shit. Yeah, fucking get on Google Earth and you go to like uh, you type in a volcano and then click the data layers for any fucking listener who's super interested. It'll go to like uh. 10,000 years of volcanoes and you'll just kind of see how the fucking continents are shaped and why they're fucking shaped that way. That's all on fault lines. We were just this goddamn this Pangea at one point. Ah, It makes all the fucking war shit just really feel fucking useless, you know? Why are we fucking fighting each other? We're all from the same fucking continent at one point. We're just apes. We're surrounded by volcanoes. We should be fucking concerned about that. We should be fighting these volcanoes. 
Oh, I pulled up Google Earth and my laptop started. It turned on the jet engine. I was going to say that motherfucker sounds like it's going to take off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to close Google Earth. Um, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Cheap piece of shit fucking laptop. That's the kind of equipment we work with here at the Bonfire Briefing Podcast. Fucking, fucking $500 laptop that's five plus years old. You know, it's definitely over five years old. Uh, no, that's no good. You remember when uh, somebody mentioned, I, I was watching something and they mentioned this, Trump uh, suggested nuking a hurricane. Suggested making hur- a hurricane? No, no, nuking, nuking it. Like, I forget what hurricane it was, but he suggested, maybe he was like, maybe we nuke it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I don't know that we should nuke the volcanoes, but um, I, I fucking people fucking people don't like him. People think he's a fucking idiot, and I don't disagree. But there's no denying he's fucking innovative. <laughs> I mean, he's something. Um, I do think he's a fucking idiot. I do not like him. But suggesting that we nuke a hurricane is very funny. And also, so not everything he says is stupid. The drinking bleach, absolutely fucking stupid. He's he looks at that old Doctor Burks and he Doctor Burks Doctor. He looks at old Doctor Burks, and fucking uh, he was like he's like you know bleach kills. He looks at he's like we've you know talked about processes of you know maybe injecting it into your veins. And she's you look at the camera looks at her and she's like. Oh fuck! Like what the <laughs> fuck is he saying? <laughs> Maybe insert light onto the uh, fucking like whatever kind of light into the fucking inside of the body. Ultraviolet light, light yeah. therapies. Fucking that shit's so stupid. <laughs> but you know, fucking he, at least he's thinking. You know, something's going on up there. Yeah, the wheels are turning up there. But he, uh... shit, he was actually he was actually right about sweeping the floors. Of the fucking forest to prevent prevent the forest fires. That is a thing people do, you know. Not the yeah. way he was saying it. He no, didn't, <laughs> he, he didn't I don't think listen. he understood the process. But when they, when they gave him the brief, fucking, he was like, you know, you always heard that his briefs were real fucking, real fucking simplified, you know, for a real smooth yeah. brain motherfucker. And like, <laughs> he did read them, but he should have fucking had like the fucking third grade version, not the first grade version. Yeah, yeah, he needed a little bit more. He was, um, it's like when you're fucking throwing darts and you fuck, you hit the board, but you're like on the very edge of it. Like you almost missed it, but you didn't. You hit, you did hit the board, but you like, hit the board. <laughs> you were, you were like a quarter of a centimeter away from not hitting the board. That's a great yeah. analogy for him. That that's is where actually, Trump was. That, that was his whole presidency. It's like, yeah, dude, you're you're on to something. You just aren't on to what you think you're on. You know? Hold on. <laughs> My favorite Trump moment is uh there there were some there were some classics, but my favorite is when the we've talked about this when the I forget who it was, but the woman's at the podium and it's I think it's during COVID and she mentions like having a cold or a oh, flu yeah. over the weekend. <laughs> his eyes get wide and he looks around and then she says something else and he's like, oh, no. And he, he throws he his leaves. fucking hands up and he leaves. Yeah, That's he so walks. funny. I think that was Dr. Yeah, he walks off. again, dude. She I think it was, yeah. Fucking classic. She was great. Yeah. 
Oh man, that is my what? that is that's my favorite Trump. Dude, I have I have two of them that come to mind. Two of my favorite things is one of them is uh when the fucking when the lights fuck up at the rally and he's like turn off the lights and they just do the rally in the fucking dark. <laughs> that, yeah. that shit. And then when fucking uh when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and they get him coming off the plane playing fucking who is that fucking song? What's that song they're playing? Uh, like fucking Tiny Dancer. I don't even know. I, I have no clue. I don't remember. It was some Elton John bullshit just in the background as he's and he gives the most genuine response. He's like, She was an amazing woman. We didn't always agree, but there's no doubt she lived in no doubt she lived an amazing life. It was fucking great. And like yeah. it was it forced people who hated him to fucking see that shit and be like, Okay, that's actually okay. Even yeah. though they didn't. But I mean I thought he was no. definitely thought he was an idiot. I do remember though the day that fucking the election was doing its thing. He gave like a speech, and fucking boy, he hit all the classics. The fucking do nothing Democrats, all of it. And with as you're watching it, like as a fucking just a normal American citizen for the four, four years it was going on, you were like Jesus Christ, like stop, just fucking stop saying shit that embarrasses us. But man, yeah. once he's gone, you're like I talked about this before. He was like a fucking, he was a fucking LeBron of giving presidential speeches. He's yeah. a heavyweight. He's like, like Reagan is Jordan and fucking Trump is, oh no, Obama is fucking up there too. Obama's like fucking, Obama might be Jordan. I don't know who Reagan is, but he was good. But fucking Trump is just like, I wouldn't even say LeBron. He's like fucking, just goofy as fuck, but boy, it fucking is entertaining. <laughs> He's like Jokic. Yeah. Goofy as fuck. <laughs> but he but he gets it done somehow. Um yeah, no. He's not in prime form anymore, which is really which is really a bummer. Uh I'm not rooting for him or anything, but like prom Trump was different. Like you watch Trump speeches now, and they suck. They're terrible. They're boring as fuck. Fox News cuts away from him, they're like, all right, we've had enough of this. Like he's not he doesn't have that same energy to him, that same spark. It's just not the same. He's, he has to do too much of the conspiracy shit because he said, he. I mean, well, the justice system has been weaponized, which I'm sure our libertarian audience, this is no new thing. This is an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing American problem. But now it's being used in a fucking very political way, which is going to continue to happen. And uh, I think we just got to fucking get ready for that, for the fucking foreseeable future yeah yeah i think it's you know it's just going to be a cycle of like every president after they get out of office is going to be investigated and indicted for something you know i I mean people have different opinions about the trump indictments uh (laughs) i would imagine if a republican is successful in 2024 you know, there's going to be all sorts of Biden investigations. I mean, they're already investigating. Fucking Chuck um, Grassley said something today about there being somebody who has 11 or 17 recordings of fucking Biden and Hunter Biden fucking doing Ukraine shit. I don't know what exactly, but it's like blackmail shit. And I fucking, you know, that wouldn't be good. It's not a good look for America. 
but I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I don't like to fucking, you know, speak on shit. That's a lie. I'll talk about whatever shit, but I'll entertain, I'll entertain any idea, you know? But yeah. like, if it, this is getting to where like, like fucking Chuck Grassley's talking about it. He's, he's someone who you take kind of seriously, you know? He's also 800 years old. He's old. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even hate Chuck Grassley, but God, he's old. <laughs> Uh, we need to hear those recordings. I also saw something about that earlier. Um, maybe we will at some point. I feel like if they are serious, like if they are damning, we will hear them. And if they're not, we won't. You know, they've mentioned them. They've they, they, you know, there was there's been some stuff out about them today. But I would imagine if they've got like a clear case against Biden, if these recordings are as bad as they seem to be implying, we'll probably hear them at some point. I mean, why would you not? If they are that bad, why would you not put them out? You know, especially during an election. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, Justice Department is serving out indictments against Trump. I imagine the Republicans are going to hit back with something big. You would think. They kind of got to. It's election season. Yeah. It's not really the time to be, you know, holding back, pulling punches. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, it'll be something. The problem is that there's not really, there's no question that Biden's going to get the nomination. There's no, there's no possibility that he doesn't get the nomination. Trump might not, you know, I mean, he's still like the, you know, he is the favorite, you know, if you're betting like Trump is the favorite, but it's not a guarantee that he gets it. It's also not a guarantee that it's not a guarantee that Trump beats Biden and and the reverse is true. It's not a guarantee that Biden beats Trump either. God damn, it's not a guarantee that either of them fucking fucking don't die of old age before the fucking election. That is true. That could happen. Well, uh, fucking, I, I don't know. They're, they're both fairly healthy for their ages. But still, like, uh, fucking, it's like, ah, shit. The only guarantee thing out of that you got is that Tim Scott's going to be the VP. I think so, yeah. He has the... He's um, Kamala Harris himself into this one. He has positioned himself fucking probably going to drop out of the primary early. After South yeah. Carolina, after he does decent. Yeah. Yeah. Or if he's going to lose South Carolina, which I feel like is, I mean, fairly good chance. He just, I mean, very good chance he does not win his home state. You know, you don't want to. Losing your home state's fucking embarrassing. You know, like Marco Rubio, 2016, didn't win his state. That's embarrassing. He might drop out before then. He might stick around. He might, he might drop out after, but. Uh, I do think he will be the VP pick. He has the third best, uh, well, I, according to this poll that I saw, you know, they were measuring like favorability rating and Tim Scott had the third highest. There yeah. was part of it that the poll showed like uh, it showed I would vote for this person. I need to know more. And then I would not consider this person. And he had like the most like some of the least I would not consider and some of the most, I need more time to look at it. 
Yeah. It it, it was kind of a, it, whatever his numbers were were like very clear that he's like not everybody's first choice, but he's probably their second choice. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of Republican voters would have zero issue whatsoever with him being the VP nominee. I mean, he's he's as solid a VP pick as you can get. Like DeSantis isn't going to be like if he loses the product, he's not going to be Trump's VP. Yeah, yeah, that's also like he's the only, he's the only one that makes sense. Yeah, I saw Chris Christie went on there on fucking CNN on a town hall and. He laid into Trump for an understandable thing. He was like, he really has just lost three elections in a row. And I know that makes liberals just fucking, you know, get all fucking hot and bothered. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is, it's a fair point, you know. Yeah. CNN audience likes it. You know, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, oh, yeah. No, I think it's fair. Republicans severely underperformed in 22, lost the presidency. In 20, um, you know, lost the popular vote in 2016. They, they won also, the presidency, but they still didn't. In 2018, they lost the fucking House. Yeah, lost the House. Big progressive 20, wave came in. Yeah, then like 2020 fucking 2021, they lost the Senate. Yeah. After losing the presidency in 2022, they lost a bunch of governors. Not a yeah. bunch. They lost like three. Yeah, they lost a lot of seats that were like they should have won. You know, like Georgia, they should have won, but they had a bad candidate, bad Trump back candidate, of course. And same thing in Pennsylvania, bad that Trump was, back candidate. This is all the hundred percent. Like this, this is just this. Is, I wouldn't even call it. Like, I mean, it's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault, but it's like. He's got he's got a fucking stranglehold on Republicans. It's not, I don't even know. Like I don't think the establishment likes any of those people. No, like, I don't think Oz was his first choice. I don't think Herschel Walker. What the fuck? His <laughs> his, his brain is like that fucking marshmallow cream stuff. Oh, just fucking nothing. It was so it's bad. Mush. It was so bad. That debate was hilarious, though. I will say. Um. Yeah, I watched the one between him and Warnock, and he he pulled out the fake, the fake cop badge or the FBI, whatever it was. You know, hilarious. Not what you want in a U.S. senator, but very funny. You know, that shit was, was just, so stupid. Yeah, no, it was. It, and like, see, that was funny, but like the whole rest of the debate was so hard to watch. And like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big Raphael Warnock guy, but Herschel Walker was just obviously terrible. Terrible, god awful candidate. Um, no, and I mean Trump is the leader of the party still, even though he's not in office uh, anymore. I mean he was unquestionably the leader of the party between sixteen and twenty, but he still is, and he has to, you know, like these losses do fall on him. I mean, you know, they're not like entirely his fault. But he's the leader of the party. It's like Biden with Democrats. It's like it, it sucks for them that Biden is the leader of their party, but he is. So you just gotta you gotta take what comes with that. And if you're gonna renominate a guy like Trump or Biden, you know, you you know, if you if you come up short and you come up real short in twenty twenty four, you don't have anyone to blame but the leader of your party and yourselves.
And uh, I don't know. This sucks, man. It sucks that the two major parties have such god-awful nominees. Terrible. It's like, I don't know. I was looking at... Um, I was looking at some presidential rankings the other day. I just wanted to see where people put different presidents, you know, and you get to looking through some of them, some of the, some of the greats, you know, you see, you see Washington and, and, and Lincoln, and, you know, even other guys like, like liberals loved FDR, conservatives loved Reagan. And you see guys like that and you're like, yeah, that may, I mean, that makes sense. Even if you don't like them all that much, it makes sense that they were able to get a nomination and win the presidency. But you, you look at people like Trump, Biden, Hillary. Like, what the fuck are we doing? This sucks. This is awful. These nominees are all terrible. Like, I don't know. I mean, there are people that are crazy for Trump. And there are people that like Biden and Hillary. There are Democrats that like them and had no problem with them, everything like that. But, you know, if you're a middle of the road kind of guy, like I am, you're looking at all that shit. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is the best we got. This is all we can do. This is what we get. Why is this what the best we got? It just seems like we're fucking. Have we have we have we passed? Are, are we? Have we peaked as a species and now we're on the fucking downward slope? Hmm. Is this what is this what like culturally society or our like our fucking society or whatever the fuck our goddamn civilization have we uh, maybe not as a species but as a civilization did we peak? Maybe. I think the way we go about business has peaked. I think our fucking American imperialism has had its rounds. I think uh I think it's I think we're at a fucking point where we are operating as a fucking we Ha, we got to allow the globalists to win, you know, but we have to fucking, I, I don't think that's true. That's, that's fucking going to, if anyone just happens to make it this far into the thing, they're going to hear that. Some people would be like, wait a second. No, no, but like we have a fucking, it's a global economy. We have like military might matters, but all, at this point now it matters like saving face matters. Like, and we don't do a good job of that. We used to have leaders. We used to have people who, like, no matter where, at the end of the day, you felt like they were gonna fucking be on the side of fucking all of Americans. And now it's like, you don't feel like people, you feel like it's a lot of show, you know? Yeah. The glory days are gone. When do we, how do we get more glory days? DeSantis. No, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I mean... I, you know, I mean, if I'm picking between Biden, Trump and DeSantis, I'm definitely going with the latter. Um, he is the best candidate out of those three. Uh, but he won't see he won't like there were Reagan Democrats, you know, like there were Democrats that maybe had never voted for a Republican in their life. But then Ronald Reagan came around and they were like, oh, no, I really like this guy. DeSantis He's like there. There are some Democrats that will vote for DeSantis, not nearly on that level. Like he won't inspire that kind of that kind of hope in the left. Um, I think he like he'll he'll do he would do fine on the right. Like if he was the nominee, I don't think Trump voters would really you know give a shit. They'd be fine. They wouldn't care. 
I don't. Yeah. I think there's some who wouldn't show up, and if you have massive turnout for Democrats, if fucking the boogeyman just I see, I don't think DeSantis turns out people like Trump did for either party. I don't think he. I think I mean they try Democrats try to make DeSantis out to be this fucking bad guy, but a lot of people fucking a lot of people who voted for Biden probably would hear like the Disney stuff and all that shit, like. I've shit. I'm thinking of older liberals. You think they give a fuck about fucking gay rights in Florida? Fuck no. I mean, it's fine. Some do, but like, fucking, well, not even gay rights. Fucking, or the right to change your fucking gender and shit in Florida for children. You know, if they read into what the fucking actual argument was about and what both sides were standing for without a political party attached to it, they would fucking. They would not fucking. They would not feel very strongly, in in the in the position the Democrats would hope they would. So like, how much more bullshit? Democrats pull on fucking hard strings, and at this point they're like, ah, everybody. The oppression Olympic shit is just fucking wearing off. You know, people don't give a fuck about that anymore. No. No. Uh, it's yeah. It, it definitely had its time, but I feel like it's. It's over now. People are just kind of sick of that shit. They don't want to hear about it anymore. They're not, you know, they just, I don't know. They don't value it the same way that they did a few years ago. Like when it was at its peak, you talk about something that peaked and then fell off. It's, it's all that kind of nonsense. The goddamn summer of love 2020, you know, see what the fuck we could burn down while we stay at home and make fucking three grand a month. Yeah. Yeah, what a time that was. What a time that was. <laughs> it was it was something. It was really something. Hell of a year. Not in a good way, but you know, it it was just it it was a hell of a year. You know, we hadn't really had one like that in a while. Strange. Uh, yeah. let's see. We're we're approaching up on this hour mark now. And we haven't we haven't mentioned the fights uh yet. We can do a fairly quick rundown. Yeah, let's run through it really quick. Um, I mean, the you know the biggest thing of the night was Amanda Nunes, when you know, defending her title and then retiring. You don't think Charles smoking dude the first round was the biggest thing of the night? No, no. Nunes retiring was definitely the biggest. She's the greatest women's fighter of all time. With no yeah, no, it, it was definitely the fucking. It was yeah. definitely the highlight. I mean, the fight, the highlight, you know, like, but, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, the Charles performance was more impressive, but like Nunez retiring at the end of the night is, is you know, it's significant. Um, was that a surprise to anyone or is that kind of a surprise uh, to was it Juliana Pena? She was a little bit fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it surprised the fuck out of her. <laughs> she was on Twitter stuff talking and all this shit. She went on um, Ariel Helwani's show and was like, I'm the, I'm the best female fighter of all time. It's like, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, <laughs> just just hold on for a second. No, you know, you got a win off on her. It was cool, one of the biggest upsets in UFC history. That's all good and fine. Uh, greatest woman's fighter of all time? Absolutely not. You've absolutely lost your not. mind. You've you've absolutely lost it. Um, also, Pena, uh, you know, in the second fight got her ass beat senseless, you know, yeah. like, I mean, absolutely destroyed. 
I mean, just, I mean, and you know, I, I feel like it's not unfair for her to have wanted that third fight because the third fight was in the books. It was going to happen, but then she got injured in training camp and I ran Aldana stepped in. That's how that whole situation came to be. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's fair to be upset to not get that third shot, but she said, she said a bunch of wild stuff after that, that didn't really make a whole lot of sense uh, to, she had her opportunity to fight Nunes a third time, and she got injured and had to pull out. That's not that's not Amanda's fault, <laughs> you know. Like it's not necessarily Pena's fault either. You don't you don't intend to get injured in training camp, but shit happens, and uh, you know maybe it's not Pena's fault, but you definitely can't blame it on Amanda. And if she wants to retire, as she has every right to retire whenever she wants to. Uh, and thirdly. Pena's probably going to be involved in the fight they make to replace Nunes. It was brilliant that Nunes was like, uh, whoever gets this belt next, it's a fake belt. Yeah. This is the real belt. It's going home (laughs) with me. That's so fucking funny. Yeah, just retire and then shit on the rest of the division. (laughs) It's like, yeah, no, one of you guys will get this belt, but it won't be the same. You know, the queen is out. Um you know, just, uh, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, really not much more to say other than she is the greatest female fighter of all time. There's no, no question about it. Um, not a close second. Like there, there's an argument that Valentina Shevchenko, you know, the flyweight champ is the second best of all time. And Nunez beat her twice. Nunez beat, beat her twice. Um, you know, beat, beat Ronda Rousey, beat Misha Tate, knocked out Cyborg. I sent that to you the other day. Crazy knockout fucking Absolutely insane. Knocked her out in like less than a minute. Fucking wild. Uh, knocked out Holly Holm. Beat Jermaine Durand to me twice. I mean, there's just no... Avenged her loss to Pena. You know, that's a big thing. For a champion to lose the belt and then get it back in the, you know, and have that dominant performance that, that Nunez had. Um, no, I mean, you know, it won't be the same without her. And the women's featherweight division is gone now. Dana White... Yeah, you know, he said almost certainly her retiring means the women's featherweight division is done. So, you know, not only did she retire with two belts, she retired a whole division. Um, not that it was much of a division, but, you know, uh, what can you do? Damn, she did just fucking take everything with her on her way out. Yeah, yeah, she did. Now everybody's salty. She shit all over everyone. Pena's mad as fuck tweeting. Hell, you know, she really what else went out What did Dana say about it? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't watch the post-fight thing. I only saw his comment about the featherweight division. and He was like, yeah, no, it's, it's done. She did defend that featherweight belt. Like, she defended it at least twice. You know? So, I mean, and she won it against Cyborg, who's, you know, also one of the best women's fighters ever. So hats off to her. She had a hell of a career. Do you think uh, she fights again? I hope not. Uh, Not that I wouldn't like to see her fight more. I am a big fan. I do like her a lot. But, you know, you can't really retire any better than how she's doing it. So, you know, I think she just rides off into the sunset. 
double champion forever, like she said. Don't ever come back. You know, just just end it on that. It's it's like a it's like a fairy tale ending, you know, and you don't get that in MMA. Everybody retires with, you know, losses and you know, just I, nobody retires with it with the record that she has still holding two belts. Like it's just there's there's not a better way to end your career than that. So I think I think she should just just call it. There's nothing more she can do. She cleared out the Bantamweight division. Who else is there for her to fight other than maybe a third Pena fight? But come on. She'd beat the dog shit out of Juliana Pena again. You know, she would. There's no question. First fight was a fluke. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Nunez said something about like she had COVID before that fight and she got over it, but she just wasn't feeling good. You don't get over it. I've had that shit twice now. You don't just get over it. Take shit takes months. Yeah. And she looked terrible in that fight. So like, you know, a lot of fighters will, will make bullshit excuses for why they lose fights. I don't know that she was making an excuse. I think maybe she like genuinely felt like shit did not feel near a hundred percent lost the way that she did. And you know, as she bounced back in that second fight and it was dominant. So I don't know. I think it was a fluke. I think it was just some weird thing that happened. Uh, yeah. I don't think it takes away from her at all either. Cause she fucking came back and got that belt back. So she avenged the loss, which is really cool. Um, yeah, no, I mean, the other big fight of the night was like you said, Oliveira knocking out Darius. Um, uh, there were some other good ones. Fucking, I can't really think of it. I can't remember off the dome, but I know the overall the card was fucking. It was decent. I mean, it was. I watched pretty much all of it, minus I think the last two rounds of the last fight. I think I fucking passed out for that shit. But no, it was good. Good card. No, it was. Yeah, no, it was a good one. The real question is for lightweight. Now that Charles has beat Darius and beat him impressively, very decisively. Um, who fights Islam next? Because there's like there's three options. I feel like it could be it could be Charles. They could run that one back. It could be Volkanovski. They could run that one back. Or it could be the winner of Poirier and Gaethje. I feel like those are the three options that the UFC uh, has in front I of I want to see. I want to see it be the winner of Poirier and Gaethje, and then fucking Charles fight whoever of those two. Yeah, I think um, I think they are going to have Islam defended at least one time before he fights Volk again. You know, I I feel like it just kind of because Volkanovski's got the title fight lined he up also, at one forty five. Yeah, he needs to defend his own belt. You know. Yeah. So have him defend it, and then you have tri- Islam defend his. Presumably, you know, if he loses the belt, it kind of fucks up these plans. But if they both defend their belt. Then you fucking then you run it back as this massive rematch of a super fight. Um, I think that's the move. Um, I I also do kind of think the winner of Poirier Gaethje makes a little more sense because neither of those guys have fought Islam yet. Charles has and he lost, you know, so. And, you know, you have like the bad motherfucker belt that's going to be on the line with Poirier. When do they fight? I don't know. I'm not sure. Let me pull that up real quick. But, you know, I think that would be that would be neat. That would be the move. See, you have Islam fight the winner of that fight, 
and then you put both belts on the line, the title belt and the, uh, the bad motherfucker belt. And then you do Volkanovski in Islam, you know, you have the bad motherfucker belt on the line. They're fighting, you know, well, they'd, they'd be fighting for the 155 pound belt. They'd be fighting for the bad motherfucker belt and they'd be fighting for the pound for pound number one spot in the rankings. I think the problem is now you got the bad motherfucker belt tied up with the 155 belt and they can never separate. Bucket. It's a bucket. It's a useless belt anyway. It is a useless belt. <laughs> you know, it's, also, it's if, if Volkanovsky was to win it, he wouldn't hold it for that long. I don't know that Volkanovsky has, like, a whole lot of fights left. I think he's got some, but I don't know that he fights for another five years, you know. Like, he's done everything at 145. I don't know how much, I mean, I don't know. If he does win the 155 belt, I mean, how many times does he defend it? You know, I don't know that it's that much. No, he retires probably pretty quick. Yeah, so, you know. And if he was to retire with that belt, like Jorge retired with the belt, and now they're just doing a whole new fight. Shit, Volkanovski can keep that belt, retire, and then they fucking put whoever together. If they're going to do it again, I don't know how long they're going to do the bad motherfucker they, belt thing. They could also change the bad motherfucker belt up to where, like, you can give it up. Like, if if, if fucking Volkanovski gets it, he should be able to like give it to fucking. He he should he should definitely attend the fight that were like where there's just two fucking animals throwing down, and whether they're in a different division or whatever the fuck, and he should just like give him the belt. It should be him that puts it on him too, not Dana. You know, that'd be cool. They had the Rock do it uh, the first time when Masvidal and Diaz fought. They had the Rock strap the belt on Jorge. That's cool. Yeah, which is just like such an odd thing, but I don't know. It's fun. I don't hate it. I didn't like it when the belt first came, like when they first were talking about it, and then they did it. I was like, ah, it's stupid. It doesn't mean anything. Eh, it's fun. You know, but why not? It's another belt. They have they have all sorts of belts. They had a fucking one forty five pound women's division that didn't have any rankings, you know. So what? <laughs> what's another useless belt? You know, that didn't do any harm. Shit. Yeah. No. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. No. I do think that's about it on the podcast. Um. There were some other good fights that night, but uh, those are really the two big ones. Um. Mike Malat looked really good. Zahabi in the prelims got that knockout. Uh, it was a fun card. Like you said, people were talking shit about it, but it was a fun card. There were some good fights. And, um, oh, oh, the answer to that question, fucking Gaethje and Poirier, they're fighting at the end of July, July 29th. Okay, so, so the, the timeline works for all most of those things to happen this year. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, people probably shit on that card too. <laughs> you know, but whatever. We have some cool fights. We have cool fights coming up all throughout the year. You know, it's the UFC. They they always got something going on. Um, I don't know. I look forward to the fights every Saturday because a Saturday without fights just sucks, especially when there's no other sports on. There's no college football or anything. And now the finals are over. You know, there's just nothing. It's really just fights here for a minute. We could talk a little bit of NBA draft, fucking, but mostly just fights. Yeah, that's pretty much it. 
Hell, that's yeah, that's going to be most of the sports content you get from us moving forward, at least until football season starts back up. Yeah, it'll be like the draft. But other than that, yeah, it's just fights till football happens. Um, and I cannot wait for that football season. It's oh, just yeah. there's nothing really like it. Fights are great and everything like that. And I do believe mixed martial arts is the best sport there is, but it's hard to beat football season. It, it really is. Um, no, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's a wrap on Below the Surface. Uh, like I said, got Tommy Brown the third coming back in for a third time sometime over the next couple of weeks. I don't know exactly when. Um, I'm moving in a few weeks. It's just there's all sorts of shit going on, so I don't know. I'll have him in eventually. I don't know if it'll be next episode or a couple episodes after that, but I will have a guest on sometime soon. It's been a while, but uh, it'll be good to talk to him again. And uh, yeah, no, if you like the podcast, follow at Bonfire Brief Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Don't do Facebook. You can listen to the podcast anywhere podcasts are available. And that's it.